I had an epiphany today when working two dogs I have in for board and train. Their training outline and path doesn't have to be the same. So while I cover no. the same stuff, might be in a different order. For oh, their gosh, needs. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like everything we say on this, on, this, on this show is actually fact. It's not opinion. It's actually fact. Backed up by 20 years experience, 10,000 dogs. And then also, it's not unique to what a lot of other dog trainers are doing. So these are well-established protocols. But a lot of what we say here doesn't work on the dogs that we've got in our dog training facility. Mm -hmm. Whether it's the order, the process, sometimes you have to be creative as hell. Like you don't have a food driven, a drivey, a food driven dog. It looks way different for every dog. Yeah. You know, now every but, dog. But the principles are the same. Right. So this concept that every dog has to be trained differently. No, you reward what you want. You correct what you don't want. Theory wise, it's the same, mm -hmm. but the delivery system could be different. Next. Yeah. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. All right. Hey, everybody. How are you? Jeff Gellman of Solid Canine Training and the wonderful, beautiful, stunning Joelle. And Hello, if anybody buddy. has any snide comments that she just woke up, guess what? I did. She just woke up. <laughs> Chick stuff, okay? I'm sure a lot of you can relate, males and females. All right. If you go by another pronoun, well, get that shit straight. All right. So this is the What Would Jeff Do show, and this is a, a girl She's so cute. The girl got bathed and groomed for the first time in forever today. We found a great groomer down, down here. I don't have his card on me now, but I'll plug him on the next show. Anyway, um, yeah, actually, can you go put her away and close my door? Um, Come on, guys. This is a uh, Q&A show. And, um, or bring your bed right out and put it right there. Yep. This is a Q&A show. And um, it's... You are going to be typing in your questions, and Joelle will read them, and I will answer them. Um, we're down here in Florida right now. We're actually starting up a small, another small dog training business, doing at-homes that will come to your house for a two-hour triage, stopping unwanted behaviors, and then coming up in September, we'll be doing um, very small-scale board and train, but not for man-eaters or you know, difficult dogs, um, maybe difficult for you, but we're more like we're going to be looking to do an off-leash lifestyle, you know, Sarasota cafes, you know, being on the beach, you know, people that are active. So not major, major rehab, just two-week boarding train. So, and all that's up on our website as well. Um, what's really, really nice is about this show is that we, we answer your questions in a very honest um, way. Um, you know, sometimes the delivery you might not like, but the, the facts are um, and the answers are actually accurate. Um, unfortunately, I can only give you a 15 to 30 second response where most questions need hours to respond to and they need major boarding training to actually you know, stop. Um, the great thing is we've got a whole pool of 50,000 posts, 5,000 videos, 10,000 hours of audio content over 20 years I've been doing this, specializing in really badly behaved dogs in high aggression. Um, we also travel the world doing seminars. We've done over 250 seminars. This is not ego stuff. It's just to let you know a little bit about me because we've got a lot of new followers. Our Instagram channel blew up this week. Um, in a good way. No, in a good way. In a great way. Yeah. And, and we actually made, we actually did a live thanking everybody and say, welcome, welcome to our world. And if this is your first Q&A that you've seen, just to let you know, it's snarky, inappropriate, 
unprofessional um, and you're like, I would never let these people touch my dog. And usually um, the amount of people that say that 10 times the amount of people say, I want to hire these guys. So we are the way we are. Um, the, the board and train facility up in Providence, Rhode Island, though, is um, as well as the work that we do is actually um, very, very professional. And you should actually follow them and see what they're doing up there. And there's constant updates that are being put up. And I've got my own personal makeup and hair person who just arrived. Um, I thought it was a dog hair, but it's a, it's a hair on your face. Thanks. You want to bring out my razor? I kind of want to just pull it right out. Go ahead. Oh, I got it. That's nice. a big one. Nice. That's what she said. Okay. So here we go. I use, I use the word um, punishment a lot. The reason why I use the word punishment, because if you notice from the questions, people say, how do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? Just for a little bit of a, a education, one thing we do here on this show is we tell the truth. You'll find out in this industry, it's highly unethical. A lot of people sugarcoat things. A lot of people are outright lie things. When they don't know something, they make something up. If I don't know something, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say, I don't know. That's it. It's as simple as that, as every dog trainer should be doing instead of making things up. I've heard every way to train a dog. I've heard every way to stop an unwanted behavior. And I would say 99% of them are false, inaccurate. They can make it worse and just a bunch of fucking bullshit. So let's roll into the show. Okay. Enjoy the journey, dog training. Happy Saturday from breezy and overcast Arizona. Over, yeah. Overcast <laughs> Arizona. What is it? What is it? 102 instead of like 115 right. there. Man, Phoenix is being that whole area. You guys have been slammed. I hope you're doing okay. Yeah. Next. Susan, how do I work on duration for stay two pits? So what I would do is we have a wonderful online console. I'm going to tell you the answer, but we have a wonderful online course. It's called Green to Graduates. It is on our course section. Joelle's going to put in the link right now. And it is, um, we actually took a dog that did not know its name. And we, in 10 days, trained it to be an off-leash trained dog, as well as a dog that can do a two-hour downstay with high levels of distraction. So if you have a dog that absolutely positively knows down, meaning when you say down, it goes into a down, but it doesn't get up. So you have a dog that absolutely knows down. It knows what it means. It's literate. You've done your reps on it. Now you have to apply a punisher or a correction or an inhibitor. You can call it whatever you want, but the real term is actually called, for all my scientific folks out there, for all my people that like to quote their master's degrees in animal behavior out there, like happened to me this morning, which gets you kicked off the show real quick, because it's like, good for you. You're book smart. Here's a leash. Show me what to do you know, crickets. Um, the word is actually punishments. So you would say no, start out with a leash pop. <clears throat> you have to learn though, how to give a proper leash pop. You have to learn to know how the dogs will respond. You have to know how to recoup from that response. And you have to know how to teach the dog actually how to accept a correction. So you have to actually teach this stuff. Nobody teaches it. There's no class. There's no school. There's, there's nothing. We have we have seminars on it. We have um, um, I do consults on it. We make videos about it. But you have to put in an inhibitor. It's the only way you're going to get duration. That's it. That's it. Okay, it can be done on a remote collar as well. Next. J Farm, 
right? Make sure I didn't skip anything. Hey, Jeff and Joelle, I haven't been able to catch the live, but I've listened to no joke every single podcast. It allows me wow, to allows me to do it work. So hardcore, I binged. I purchased the Green to Graduate and just wanted to thank say you. thank you. Both my dogs are off leash, e collar trained. Thank you for everything. Yeah. Seriously, hold on. There's more. Well, who's that? Who said that? J Farm. Okay. He also said. I basically memorized the Green to Graduate as I've listened to the videos a bunch. I even trained my friend's dog. Wow. Nice. What a testimonial. Jay Farm, six minutes and 12 seconds in, what do I say? So first of all, Jay Farm, this is the thing for all the other people out there. <clears throat> a lot of people think it's like, oh my gosh, you had somebody call, you know, right into the show and say that. It's like, trust me, we've sold so many of these courses and so many people have, you know, told us this. But Jay Farm, one thing that you forgot was how hard you busted your fucking ass to actually get those fully off-leash trained dogs. And that's what J-Farm needs to be recognized for. Hell yeah. Okay? Because it's amazing that you because train your friends dogs we too. show you what to do, but we do not do the work for you. Yep. For that, it's $5,500. That's a boarding train. But for $197, you can actually do it yourself. Now, the, 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 the course is not set up to stop unwanted behaviors. It's just for what I, what I think would be called obedience mm -hmm. which most people would be like wow two hour down say that's impressive i'm like no that's in my world that's yeah. basic i feel like our baseline of obedience even though we're like it's very it's basic obedience to us it's still more than i think the general population is doing out there yeah oh god yeah we we we, like, we, we got this dog in the video to the point where it could go to stores i mean we, we Angela walked it through home depot yeah like, we, we exceed we exceed public access training of a service dog yeah and that's our bed is our basic program yeah that is our basic program yeah. and that's what our sarasota dog training is going to be it's not called that it's called you know jeff gilman i'm sorry it's called solid canine training we're just down in the sarasota bradenton area we want to focus on that area because of all the outdoor cafes and all the wonderful things you can do outside the boarding train is open to anybody but um as far as driving to your house it's gonna be within 30 minutes of bradenton next um, Lock Nagar Shepherds back once again. Love you guys. Stay golden and continue bonking bad behavior. Nice. Heart Joel, get a Swissy. I love Swissies, but no more dogs for me for now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if she did, she would get a lab. You know what I mean? But um, she's off her dogs all the time. So, but thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your kind words. And, um, and she's, um, we, will be, we will be bonking for very long periods of time. Next. how a quick jump on to say aloha before oh. heading out for the day. Aloha. Hey, That's right. Big time difference. Yep. But not that big. What do you mean? Hold on here. Sours. It's not even noon. What the fuck yeah. you been doing? Maybe she's been training dogs or he's been training dogs all morning and now they're heading out for the day. They're, they're one-on-ones. It's true. Okay. Um, Holly said, I had an epiphany today when working two dogs I have in for board and train. Their training outline and path doesn't have to be the same. So while I cover no. the same stuff, might be in a different order. For oh, their gosh, needs. yeah. 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 Absolutely. Like, like everything we say on this, on, this, on this show is actually facts. It's not opinion. It's actually facts. Backed up by 20 years experience, 10,000 dogs. And then also, it's not unique to what a lot of other dog trainers are doing. So these are well-established protocols. But... A lot of what we say here doesn't work on the dogs that we've got in our dog training facility. Mm -hmm. Whether it's the order, the process, sometimes you have to be creative as hell. Like you don't have a food driven, a, a drivey, a food driven dog. It looks way different for every dog. Yeah. 
You know, now every but, dog. But, but the principles are the same. Right. So this concept that every dog has to be trained differently? No. You reward what you want. You correct what you don't want. Theory-wise, it's the same. Mm-hmm. But the delivery system could be different. Next. Yeah. LaDawn said, spinning, tell me your take on dealing with spinning, please, and thank you. So spinning, number one, it's an OCD behavior. Um, back when I was heavily into drugs from the ages of 12 to 22, it was socially acceptable, at least for me. Um, everything was spinning. Um, but your dog, I can stop spinning in about 1.28 seconds with a remote collar. No, correct. I have a story for you, which is a factual story. I was in Australia doing a seminar and a wonderful, 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 who still stays in touch with me, um, uh, attendee who lives in New Zealand and she had a bull terrier and this dog for years, I don't want to say seven years, but for years spun, constantly spun. Every time it heard a truck, that was the signal to spin obsessively though, to the point of self-harm. All the bull terrier groups were like, well, that's what they do. You know, vets, do. you know, vets, behaviorists, trainers, nobody gave her an answer that worked. I said to her, have you ever tried a remote collar? And remote collars in New Zealand are shunned upon. And remote collars everywhere are shunned upon. And that just means lack of education. Okay. But I love it when people say, well, they're banned. I'm like, women can't fucking drive in certain countries. Okay. Or votes. It's like, don't give me your fucking ban shit. All right. It just means uneducation of people that voted. Um, so she got a remote collar from me at the seminar. I told her exactly how to do it, which is a very low learning curve because you're stopping and I want to behavior. The dog was spinning. She said no. She made it uncomfortable for the dog to spin. The dog stopped that day. It has been five years she still messages you here and there too five years Mm -hmm. the dog doesn't spin anymore it never spun again it stopped that day her tear soaked email if there is such a thing thanking me afterwards i started crying because what this dog was how it was impacting her and her then boyfriend's life maybe possibly still boyfriend's life and she's a dog trainer herself. Okay? That's how you stop spinning. So anything but correcting the spinning is bullshit. So someone says, give the, jo- the dog an alternative behavior. Well, okay, tell it not to spin. That's the alternative behavior. Don't spin. What do you do? Tell the dog to lie down? Spin, lie down, spin, lie down, spin, lie down. How about, how about don't spin? Like that has, ever, has that ever crossed anybody's mind? to actually stop bad behaviors. My dog's barking at the front window. What should I do? Cover up your front windows. That, that's actually what dog trainer, that's what a dog trainer, a certified dog trainer will suggest is cover up your front windows. With newspaper, that's- With like newspaper. Or, or yeah, exactly. Throw on a couple of heat lamps that, 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 that can be seen from uh, your attic. So when they, they come over and they do fucking heat sensors over, over the neighborhood, they know, where the, they know where the fucking grow houses are. No, correct your dog. No, correct. Yep, it sucks. It sucks to go out. Um, uh, bark out the window. Bark out the window. These are simple concepts, everybody. Very, very simple concepts. Dog training is simple. 
It just that, well, you know, you know, we'll, we'll, you, let me make it sound really, really smart so I can charge you astronomical amounts of money for shit that doesn't work. That's what behaviorists do, by the way. That's probably the best description of a behaviorist. Charge you lots of large amounts of money, use really big words, make it sound really, really smart so I can charge you a lot. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it doesn't work. Literally doesn't work. That's literally the definition of a behaviorist. Next. Um, K. House said, happy Father's Day, Jeff, by the way. Oh, thank you. Actually, so Angelo is with his grandfather down here, Poppy, for the night. The girls are up in Rhode Island with their mom. And then... Hey, I have a fun day planned for you tomorrow. I, I didn't say that. I'm tell, tell, giving them a family history right now, oh. okay? Family history lesson, okay? Not what you got planned for me tomorrow. Well, or, me and Angelo. Okay. And then um, my other four daughters are, like, older, like 33 to 25, I think. Next. Okay. Let's see. Mimi, how do you teach a puppy the out command? My 16-week-old puppy drops toys with treats but guards bully sticks. 16 weeks old? Okay. So we... Also, when eating a bully stick in her crate, she growls at my older dog just walking by her. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you teach out with a leash pop or a bonker. But here's the bigger issue. Th- that's an obedience command. Okay? You have a behavioral problem. You have a dog that's growling at you, you, the human. There's two issues with the growling. One is over the dog with the human. That dog should be scruffed. 16 weeks old, that dog should be scruffed. Well, it depends on the breed. A 16-week-old, let's say, German Shepherd. Right, could be huge. Right. Too big. So you bonk that dog, no bonk. Who's at our door? Yep, that's our door. Is it a package? Probably. Mm. They're walking away. I hope they're walking away, but it's 617. Next. But look at that. No barking dogs, you guys. You didn't answer the question. What can, do you, what do you... can you get the door? Someone's standing, just standing oh. there. Answer the question. Unless it's a, unless it's a solicitor, just look out the window. Um, so what I want you to do is bonk, use a remote collar, you know, any of those things. All right? But there has to be, there has to be a correction given. Okay? So you got to do that. Let's see. Um, let's see. Where are we here? Um, love, I knew it was. Uh, I just wanted to look out the window, make sure. Well, I didn't want to be rude. I know. I just told her we were working. That's fine. Next. Did you answer? Yes, I answered. Caroline, my Doberman pulls with a prong collar. What am I doing wrong? You're actually not teaching your dog. We have a course for you, Caroline. You're, you're actually not. We have a walk-to-walk course. It's yeah. $37. That's It'll what change your life. That's what you're doing wrong. You haven't purchased the course. Remember, okay? Tools are tools are tools. That's all they are. That's all they are is a tool. You put a prong collar on a dog, that doesn't mean your dog is going to heal. Still got to train them. You still have to train the dog. Put a remote collar on your dog, that doesn't mean it's going to do a downstay. You still have to actually train the dog to do a downstay. Remember, it's just a tool. So chances are what you're doing is, you know why your dog still pulls? Do you want to know, you want to know the, the simple answer? You're letting it. That's the simple answer. Now, the helpful answer is you're not applying a correction at the first sign of the dog forging forward. And you have not taught the dog how to properly heal. So we have free videos on YouTube which you'd have to search for and they're not in order, or for $37, we have a walking course, which will teach your dog and you how to have the best 
walk possible. It's included in the Green to Graduates. Yep. Remember, if you only wanted to spend $37, did you put the link up? Yep, I just linked it. Great. 37 bucks. That's it, for $37. Literally, your dog will be walking great. So remember, always remember that tools are tools. Training still has to happen. Next. Um, Mikkel, my rough collie and I moved to Arizona and I'm worried about her not getting her energy out as much with the hot weather. Yep. Do you have any recommendations on how to help a dog get mentally stimulated when walks are not an option? So, you know, the dog doesn't need to be mentally stimulated as much as you think it would be. That's a marketing ploy just to like, I'm not against mental games at all, at all. Okay. I've had enough ex-wives to understand that the mental games are, you know, that exist, but this is what I want you to do. <clears throat> I'm in Florida. It was whatever. The heat index has been over 100. It's been day. over 100. So what do I do? Um, right now, where we normally swim in the ocean, there's a high bacteria issue that's um, due to all the horses taking shits. In the, in the, like, they, they can make up any story they want, so but it's from the four different ocean swimming Horse horseback vendors. companies taking shits in the water. <laughs> How do we know that? Because it's all over the beach. It rolls up on the beach. Um, but anyway, where I normally take them swimming, I don't. So what do I do? It's six o'clock to six twenty in the morning or whatever. And there's a video if you look at our Instagram stories. I bike with my dogs. If you can't bike with your dogs, walk with your dogs. You can also buy an inside treadmill. Buy a treadmill, a human treadmill. Look on Facebook Marketplace. We have free videos on how to walk your dog on a treadmill. If you really want to have your dog have some fun, get yourself a get yourself a carpet mill or a slap mill. All right. Teach them how to swim. If you have a swimming hole. Teach something. them how to swim. There's swimming. Where are they? Arizona? I'm sure there's probably rivers. There's, 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 there's access to water there. All right. Tonight, the show is over at 7 o'clock. I will be taking them out again for a run. Guess what they do during the day? Nothing. They will swim twice during the day, but they, would, they probably spend seven hours a day during the day literally doing nothing. Florida, we're like the uh, you know, we're like the nocturnal people. We like do everything in the dark here because it's yeah. so freaking hot. So, and they don't they don't chew on bones. They don't play games. They don't do inside tricks. They lie down on a bed and do nothing. And we've taught them how to do that. Next. Susan said, love you guys. Oh, love you too, love Susan. You too, Susan. Angie said, happy Father's Day. Thank you, Angie. Okay, how, how do I help someone whose pup has excited pee? It did a two-week board and train with me and didn't do it at once. But when the dog went home, she went back to the excited peeing. Yeah. What do you suggest? It's a six-month-old golden doodle. Mahalo. I thought you were on the way out. We're not answering your question. So I'd rather that dog be an aggressive biting dog than a pissing dog. So excitement pee. One. The dog is doing excitement pee most likely because of association, and it's most likely, I don't blame humans at all. In fact, I love my humans at all. I empower my humans at all. What you need to do is observe those humans in their own elements. Mm -hmm. It's like all of a sudden you're like at your own National Geographic fucking TV show out in the fucking bush, dressed up in your khakis and go to their house. Go over there with some binoculars. Yeah, okay. The camera crew, wide-angle camera lens. And then you can be like, see? That's I it. That's it. That's the, the pissing dog. Um, most likely there's an, an arousal issue. Mm -hmm. It could be overexcitement, overarousal. Lots of baby talking. They probably have not taught that dog how to be calm on command. And that could be it right there. But it's probably an overarousal issue. And they will say, oh, no, we don't do that. I'm like, 
Okay, that's what you say, but let me let me watch next. Poppy, hey Jeff and Joelle, what's the best approach for a dog who gets nervous traveling in a car, shaking and panting? Mm. He also paces, so I make him sit or lay down, but continues to stress. Yeah, so downstay with your head down and a double down, and let the dog process. And you can have the dog continue to do that, and the dog will do great. Now you can start out slow, have the dog load up to the vehicle. And God, we got so much fucking shit. There was a fantastic video of Lexi oh my going God. off property. I know. That was a fantastic video. People will find any literally thing going to, to Home Depot, just driving to Home Depot from the training center. Six highly important obedience protocols yep. were demonstrated. Six. Most people probably didn't see any. Maybe they saw one. And all these people the are like... The whole point of me making that video with the slip lead, it was like, I'll have, no one will have anything to say because right. she's on a slip lead. Like, oh my and gosh. find something else to freaking Your dog about. should be in a seatbelt that created in the back of the vehicle, da 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 I'm like, listen, you get in a fucking car accident, you're all fucked. Okay? Pretty much. You walk out, I'm biking with my dogs tonight. We might get hit, we might get hit by a car. Think about that. It could happen. Every time I got on an airplane, I'm like, this is, I could die yeah. today. Yep, sure could. And I fly a lot. Yep, sure could. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. That's what like a... seatbelts on an airplane. You really think they're going to save you? Well, they keep you from turbulence from your head hitting the ceiling. And and the thing is this, like, but God, life is full of risks. Life is full of risks. Now, I seatbelt, I, I, don't, I don't drive across a parking lot without having my seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. But my dogs, they go in the back of my SUV and they lie down. If you want to get a crate that has been tested for accidents, I believe there's one on the market. There is no seatbelt, I believe, that has been approved for crash tests. I believe. I could be wrong. There might be one. There might be two. But also, it's not practical for a lot of people. Why? Most seatbelts, the dog actually has to be in a seated row, meaning the front seat or the middle seat. I would never put my dogs in where there's seat belts, straps. My dogs are always in the back. You have bucket seats in your car. But it's not even the point. There's not even a whole row. But but it's not even the point. The point is, I don't want my dogs there. Yeah. I want my dogs in the cargo area where they're supposed to be. Why? Because they're dogs. And it's called personal choice. But anyway, yeah, we get a lot of shit. So for that. your dog should be in a downstay next. Is that how we just got on that rant? Yeah. Oh. And, yeah, you let it process it, and you can actually use the remote collar for panting, drooling. You let the dog process, but over panting, remote collar, low level stim, but massive exposure. You can like, you can do it. Yep. Those dogs in, I just take them on car rides constantly, even if we don't go anywhere. I'll be like, you're coming with me to go through the drive through at Starbucks. You're right. never even gonna get out of the car on this trip. Yep. You're just yep. gonna drive. Yep. Jay Farm said, appreciate it. Loads of work in the beginning, but super rewarding in the end for the rest of the dog's life because I can take yeah. them everywhere and anywhere now. Come to Toronto, please. Okay. We're not allowed up in, Canada. Allowed in Canada. We're not allowed in Canada because of our vaccination status. Um, so as soon as the world starts changing about like vaccination statuses, which they should, can tell you how many people have got, you know, the jab that actually get, you know, COVID. 
and I just got hit under the table to shut up. So I'll move on next. No more politics on the show. That's not politics. It's called public fucking health. LaDawn said, thanks. I'll use the e-caller educator. Thank you. It shouldn't be politics, but it gets turned into it. But you don't have to use the educator at all. You can use an e-caller. Just a good one. Next. Kim said, you guys use or recommend any CBD oil? So I'm not against it, but I don't have the knowledge base to, because it's not a CBD that's actually just full of like, you know, crap, magic potion, right? Just like they used to sell off the uh, push carts back in the day and run them out of town, you know? So, um, but CBD definitely, true CBD definitely can help certain things on the, on the anxiety scale, but if you're not pairing it with really good, effective behavior modification, not obedience, but behavior modification, that's, that's the magic recipe. Next. LaDawn said, LOL, I just needed the basic reference from you to show the other half. To show to her other half. Which, which basic reference? I think about the resource guarding dog. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. So that, if, if, if the other half doesn't think it's a big deal, um, come back on the show in six months. With photos of the hospital visit. Oh, no. Spinning. Just kidding. Oh, the spinning. Yeah. Yeah. Your dog is being... Um, the dog's mind is also spinning out of control. Yeah. Next. Crick says, hello, Jeff and Joelle. Living the good life with my dogs. Thanks to you guys. Awesome. Can't thank you enough. Keep on keeping on. You're awesome. Yeah, we will. That's one thing. We will. Yep. We will. I'm not stopping. If anything, I've gotten more, more blunt, more direct, you know... Haven't launched the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff podcast yet, which no one will be hitting me underneath the table. No, I'll be sleeping. Okay. But um, that should be like the late night podcast or something, early morning, maybe. Do you think a, a political podcast should be late night? Yeah, why not? I can always record. You know what I can do? I probably would record that and just play it. It wouldn't be live. Mm. It wouldn't be live. But I like the live format, but still, I can just pick three subjects and go on them. Almost like Andy Frisella does, hmm. you know, next. Mikkel, what are your options? What are your opinions on people alpha rolling their dogs? To me, it sounds dangerous, but some trainers recommend it. Well, I've never recommended it to a client in 20 years of, of, of me working with dogs. I think there is a, if you're going to alpha roll, I think if the dog is in a heightened state of arousal, it's a great way to get bits i think there are so many other ways to quote unquote show the dog who's boss without alpha rolling the dog there's a set of different protocols that you can do that are leadership protocols that we teach that can actually be more effective but i'm not outright blatantly against the concept next kathy b said hey everyone hey kathy and for clarification i've never taught it we've never taught it and i'm not going to be teaching it but that doesn't mean you know i also don't teach the rear naked choke to choke out a dog but the first thing i would do for um to stop a dog fight if it had nothing on it would be rear naked choke next Mm, kimberly i have a rescue it's about three and a half years old and when i go to answer the door he grabs my hand and flings me away from it and jumps at the door right he i've had to go to the hospital twice and he does have an e-collar okay so first of all let me get rid of that first sentence and replace the word rescue with you have a dog why do i say that 
Number one, rescue has nothing to do with anything at all. The behavior of the dog has everything to do with it. So you have to drop that. First of all, you should be dropping that rescue out of your vocabulary. All right? You bought the dog. Or you were given the dog. So you own a dog. That's, let's stick to the basics. Okay. If my dog put its mouth on me and flung me out of the way, even if it didn't put me in the hospital, that dog, and you have a remote collar, that dog would feel that remote collar like it never felt anything before. How much discomfort have you put onto that dog for that behavior? That's the bluntness I'm talking about that turns people off. But if my personal dog, or any dog I was working with, frankly, but if my own dog especially put its mouth on me, other than like we were playing and it missed, like misplaced its mouth, like it missed the tug, you know what I mean? And even then it would be corrected because as it should be, because it's got it doesn't it's got bad targeting skills. But your dog is being super, super dominant and running your house. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure your dog don't pay the rent or the mortgage. So that dog would get a no and a very, very, very high correction. Yes, you can use discomfort to train. So this story about don't train with pain is bullshit. Put it in the context. No, not to teach it down, a sit, you know, that. To proof, there might be some discomfort. But to stop an unwanted behavior, let alone a dangerous behavior, there's probably going to be massive discomfort. But we have to scale it. It's going to be one to three seconds. There's 86,400 seconds in a day. And you're probably only going to have to do it a couple of times. We have 3.6 million seconds in a six-week boarding train. We would eliminate this on day one. That's a lot of freaking seconds not to be doing it. That's why this word punishment is so over, not overused, but misunderstood. Overexploited is maybe what I wanted to say. But anybody that doesn't feel that some sort of punisher should be put down on that dog, and there's no yelling, there's no screaming, you're not mad. Let's add in, though, it sounds like this dog's already put her in the hospital. There needs to be safety protocols, too. Right. She needs to have a leash on that dog at a minimum. Somebody needs, this is what you do. Put a leash on that dog, have that dog have a tie back so you can escape, you can move out of the way. Or somebody else holding that dog, but that person should also know how to do self-preservation because the dog might turn around and go after them. So a tieback will be your safest. Have somebody knock on the door and role play it. Have that remote collar set at 100 and be ready to hit that button. Say no, pause, hit that button. I'm even fucking doing it for the dog racing towards the door. Mm-hmm. We can even take it back a step, even racing towards the door. But any respectful, ethical dog trainer that doesn't talk almost as bluntly as me about a situation where it's putting the owner in the hospital is not worth even taking advice or even paying a dime to. That doesn't mean you have to hire me or take my advice. Shop around. Get different opinions. But 
if it sounds too nice and friendly, why are you sugarcoating this? Your dog is putting you in the hospital. Like, that's a problem. But just to let you know, we have seen it, we've experienced it. And we fixed it. We fixed it. And we didn't just manage it. We got rid of it. Mm-hmm. We extinguished the behavior. I can't stand people that are like, oh, you're just managing the dog. I'm like, bull fucking shit. Bull fucking shit we're managing the dog. That dog doesn't do it anymore. Oh, well, it doesn't do it because it's afraid. What's it afraid of? I'm afraid. I'm afraid that every time that doorbell rings, I might end up in the hospital. Doesn't anybody care about me? We made a grooming video. Um, do you think you'll be able to use that footage? Probably. Yeah. Now we're going we, up on pre-sale soon. So we're like going up on pre-sale. Everybody wanted a grooming video. I put up a, a, a post of um, one of my trainers. This dog literally, we wanted, we wanted the worst of the worst dogs being groomed. We found and, it. And any groomer can attest to it. It's so funny. Like, so she had these scratch marks that look like bear claws on her back. Was she dressed appropriately? No. But we didn't realize how damn strong, powerful, and fucking bronco this dog would get. How could that possibly happen? And I'm like, you've never worked with a dog fighting for its life to get out of a hold? rip through my clothes right. with their claws. It's like you can wear long yes. sleeves and jeans and they'll still rip they, through Yeah. It. In fact, one of my favorite pairs of jeans, pants that I was wearing at that You guys see filming. this scar on my wrist right here? It happened in the winter when I was doing a dog's nails. And I had two, a sweatshirt. Yeah. And a long sleeve yeah. shirt on, and he ripped them both. With, with, its, with, with his pointy nails. With his nails. It actually punctured my skin, and I had to tape it back together. Yes. Okay? So I don't think people realize so. this. I don't think people realize. Anyway, <laughs> how did we get on that? Um, I don't know. Oh, that's what it was. Was everybody was, like, talking about the dog. How stressed the dog must have been. And I'm like, so you don't care about my staff member that's been injured? No, not one person. Not one person showed any empathy towards the staff member everybody was concerned about the dog yeah the dog was so stressed so guess what on day two after four sessions guess what slip lead on the dog standing there minimal minimal holes on the dog i cut its nails and uh dribbled its nails why because of the way we train and the owner could never do it and the owner was the one that was actually filming. Next. Mimi, thank you for answering my question. My puppy's nine pounds. She's a Parson Russell Terrier. Oh, that's the resource guarding one. That's 16 weeks. Oh, that dog gets scruffed and held up in the air. But I would actually use a remote collar or a, a bonker. Some sort we of discomfort. We have a resource guarding guide, Mimi, if you want to check it out. Mm, I'll link true. it just in case. Yeah. Um, the resource guarding is a huge, huge issue Dogs do not grow out of it. So anybody that says that your dog will grow out of it is full of fucking shit. Your 16-week-old freaking dog guarding a bone will not grow out of it. They will grow into it. And guess what? It'll move from the bone to the bed to the water bowl to a stick to a ball to a human. It'll it'll yep. it'll it'll it'll. If you've got a partner, it'll get to the point where if your partner tries to hug you, the dog will attack the partner. 
you will become the resource. Those little terriers don't play. Either. But we see this all the time. See, all this comes from like, literally, we see this stuff mm-hmm. all the time. So I always say, the first thing I say when there's a resource dog guarding adult dog and somebody says, it's been doing it since it was 10 weeks old. I said, that dog should have been picked up and scruffed and fucking not quite put a hole in the wall. That's the expression I use. Should have been a hole in the wall. My, my point being is a serious consequence should have been put down on that dog. Yeah. And you would have never had the problem, but we can't go back in time. But that's why I say those things. Why? For people like Mimi who have a dog that young. Next. And I don't remember how I came across solid canine on the internet, but I'm so grateful I did. I just came from a rib fest where I walked my dog through crowds, cooking and eating meat. Loads of people remarked on how well-trained he is and how he listens to me. Thank you with all my heart for keeping up the work you do in spite of the haters. Wow. I'm plant-based, but man. Yeah. Fucking ribs. Ribs. I think Jeff's going to break his uh, plant-based streak this year. Okay. I already have. You're Since go- moving here, I'm eating fish and stuff again. You're going. We're going to Greece for three weeks. Yeah, I got a feeling. It's he's gonna break it there. You have to eat lamb in can, Greece. Can, he or we? You. I've never been a fan of lamb, so. Okay, but you're not gonna. Okay. You like lamb. I like all meat, and I gave up coffee and decaf. Yeah. Do you know I was on an eight for? I'm 56. For 40 years, I've been drinking coffee. To the point of almost eight cups of espresso a day. I never espresso before I went to bed. I gave up coffee. I've been three months sober on coffee. I've been sober for over 30 years, but on coffee. I gave up decaf. I was just in Providence for the week. I spent a week at a time up in Providence every month. Because um, I mean, I still own you know, the company and other things up there. Um, I gave up decaf. You know why? Hmm. We didn't have any in the house. Mm-hmm. That'll do it. We never need the house. And when I went to, and I didn't want to go to the Starbucks drive-through because I didn't want to spend the money. Yep. Yep. I went once the whole week, but I got like a um, a medicine ball, a nice medicine ball, because I wasn't feeling well. Next. Brian, how do you help a dog with nose phobia, popping noises specifically? What we do is this: whenever we have a dog that's nervous um, or fearful of something, this is what we do: we leverage we leverage obedience. So what I mean by that is this. In fact, I'm writing a leveraging post right now. Um, it was supposed to go up this morning, but it didn't. Because um, Joelle, is, she controls the social media. She's like, Jeff, there's enough posts up already. So um, plus I'm going to start archiving a bunch of posts for when we do travel. Um, so what what I did was um, what we do is we put the dog into a downstairs of the place command. And we introduce environmentals that the dog is fearful of. And if it tries to break command, we correct the dog for breaking command. You are not correcting the dog for being afraid. You are correcting the dog for a known behavior. So it's just an environmental. It's no different than how many dogs would break command over a bouncing ball because they want to chase the bouncing ball. Correct? Okay. Well, you, we, we, we correct that behavior, right? Most people would be like, yeah, that makes sense. Or a dog that wants to chase a kid on a skateboard. Yeah, sure, that makes sense. But when it comes to the dog is fearful and wants to flee, now that doesn't make sense anymore. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, it's the exact same protocol. And then what do you do? You get a dog now that doesn't chase balls, doesn't chase kids on skateboards, and is not freaked out by its normal fears and environmentals. 
So all you have to do is read a, is, is, is CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Dummies. Read it. It's geared towards humans, but it works for dogs. Next. Okay, I'm late to the party, but I'm here now. All right. Better late than never. Woohoo! Okay, how? Okay, thank you. I'm heading out now. Okay, get out of here, Okay, how? Leave. Lock the door. Holly, lots of stores in Arizona allow dogs you wouldn't think do. I call and ask, ask so walks can be an option if trying to get a walk and not deal with reactivity. Also, get car ride, calm state of mind training in public. Nice. Good for you. Yeah. Bring your dog to stores if it's too hot. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, the big box, um, you know, Home Home Depot and Lowe's usually allow dogs. Next, TJ Maxx is usually pretty good about it yeah. too. Marshalls, those places. Poppy said, "Okay, cool, thank you." Jan, you stop the behavior at the moment it starts, not after the behavior. Historically, at the loading, I need some context on that. Did she already ask a question? No. Okay, so Sorry. I need a little bit of context about what behavior you're talking about. But historically, like leash reactivity, aggression, um, things like that, I do um, uh, at the loading stage. On resource guarding, though, ironically, I might wait until the dog actually does it. So I, I do it by general feel. But if you give me specifics, though, I can help you answer that question. Next. Nancy, hello from Windsor, or Ontario. Oh, nice. Love you guys. Nice. It was funny. We were just on the plane, you know. So Angela and I... Um, uh, we fly a lot, Angelo and I. So we're flying back down here. He's in the middle seat. It's a three-hour, two hours and 46-minute flight. Probably 20 minutes in to the flight. Oh, boy. He's in the middle seat. He starts, he's nine. He starts chatting up the woman next to us for two hours and 20 minutes. I took a short 46-second video, put it up on our Instagram story. They're laughing their asses off. They're talking about, like, and he did, he's not talking about, like, you know, action figures. Like, he'll talk, he'll talk to you about politics. But he was talking about geography. But he was like, he was, he was like he, that's not one of his main subjects. I homeschool him. It's going to have to be. It's not going to be on the itinerary this year. Yeah. Um, because he was a little, bit, he's a, little, a little bit confused about where Quebec is. Is that where she was from? No, but they were talking about Quebec. No. You know, that and that in the size of Alaska. It's like, he's like, Alaska is bigger than um, Texas. And I'm like, no, I don't think it is. I think it might be. It's two and a half times. Alaska is? Yeah. Right. He said Alaska is bigger than Texas. Yeah. I said, I don't know, Ange. And then the guy next door, the girl across the aisle is like, I'm going to go with the kid. So he does know. <laughs> he does know. Mm -hmm. His dad does not know. Yeah. Next. Okay, said my Alaskan Malamute occasionally digs in the backyard for worms. How would you go about combating this behavior? FYI, we have a doggy door. Um, I mean, protein. Some, you know, you got protein worm there. Stink. Yeah, but they're protein. Gross. You can eat protein. You wouldn't even worm stink. They're edible. Ew. Fucking fry them up in a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of seasoning. Wow, they're fantastic. You're joking. You never had fried worms before? No. You've never had fried worms? No, that's not a thing. There's not a thing. Yes, it is a thing. No. Lizards eat worms. Birds eat worms. Humans don't eat worms. Yes, humans eat bugs. Okay. Anything can be fried up and eaten. Okay. You need a worm. You never eat a worm raw and it explodes in your mouth? No, I actually can say that I've never done that. Okay. Have you ever anything that explodes in your mouth? No. Okay. All right. So um, what you do is this. Remote collar on the dog. Dog goes out the backyard. 
and um, dog starts to dig for the edible worms that are tasty with olive oil and seasoning, and you correct the dog. If you want to give a marker, set the remote collar to tone. Tone is your no marketer marker, and then follow that up with shock. Okay, next. And also, I mean, I'll eat gummy worms. That's about it. Parker's Canine Academy said, Jeff, you're my spirit animal. Thank you. Amy says, hey. Hey, Amy. Okay, said in a previous video, you spoke of a long chat video on nervous dogs. Is this video still in the works? Do you have an ETA on it? If it's already out, I apologize. I mean, that wouldn't be a planned video, but... I don't know. Um, in real talk, do we talk about that? I don't think we talk about nervous I mean, we talk about nervous, fearful dogs all the time, though. I mean, you, just, just this podcast alone. So, I mean, if you've got a nervous dog, um, you know, confidence-building exercises, such as, you know, over, under, through... Hire like ob- hold the dog accountable on its obedience. Hold the dog accountable on its obedience. That actually dramatically helps. Um, uh, you actually can correct the flight mode of a dog. Um, believe it or not, people are like, "No, it'll make it worse." I'm like, "No, it already is worse." Next, Brian said, "No, the political podcast should be for daytime viewing pleasure." Well, how about if I recorded it and then just we just put it up whenever we wanted to. I can just put it up in the morning and then you can just listen to it anytime you want, like a normal podcast. Like most podcasts are not live. Right. They just, most people produce like, they'll, they'll produce two, three podcasts in a row. Yeah. Even more than that. And then they'll just like, you know, put them out. They might do two or three interviews with different people in a row and then they'll put them out on separate days. Right. So mm-hmm. um, I probably would rather not do a Q&A. No. And maybe Angelo and I will do it. Don't get him involved. Why not? Because. He's got a great views on politics. Next. Kimberly said, okay, I'll do that. Jeff, I vote for a WTF WJD podcast with politics. Oh, so now it's what the fuck would Jeff do? That would be good. Well, any podcast Jeff would do would be good, would be great. Trust me, I'm very close. It's funny because I do a lot of seminars and um, I always tell people, for your social media, for dog trainers, but almost any industry, keep politics out of it. Keep, you know, sexual orientation out of it. Keep, you know, even sports teams out of it. In some of these like hotbed cities of like, you know, really hardcore sports people, Um, you know, uh, but the, the country that we're living in, I'm a, I live, I'm a a proud American. Um, I'm seeing it fall apart. I'm seeing our school systems fall apart. I'm seeing, you know, the whole race stuff, you know, out of control. And um, I've got pretty strong views, which I think the views that people think I have, I actually don't. Um, it's probably the long hair that really throws people off. Um, so, uh, and people need to start speaking up and stop being the silent majority. They need to be the loud majority. So, um, or things won't change. Next. Holly said, your blunt honesty and direct, not sugar-coated answers is why y'all speak to such a variety of owners. Thank you. Yeah, I think, so thank you for recognizing that. I think I definitely speak to people that are actually truly struggling, truly struggling. And, you know, these people aren't fucking stupid. They've tried a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. They've tried all the, you know, warm, fuzzy stuff. And trust me, we do a lot of warm, fuzzy stuff. We do. I mean, we we actually food train every dog on the property. We use toys. We use affection. But we have to put these things in the context. What are you doing? Are you training something or stopping something? Stopping something is not warm and fuzzy. Next. 
Kim, I asked a question earlier in the week on the show about correcting a dog inside his crate for whining and general anxiety. Mm. I feel like I've made very little progress with corrections with the e-collar. I've tried the bonker. I've tried water bottles. I've tried low-level stim. I've tried high levels. I just moved him into a much smaller crate. So he's just enough room to stand up and turn around, and that's about it. I feel like all I'm doing is chasing the whining with the e-collar. He whines. I correct. Yeah. Yeah. You are. You're you're correct on what you're doing. You are. So – you know, the, the answers that I give, again, are, are wide paint press strokes that work on most dogs. But like I mentioned earlier in the show, there are dogs in our training facility that these answers actually wouldn't work on and we'd have to troubleshoot them. So you're at the troubleshooting, troubleshooting stage. So that's when it's time for a one-on-one. So now our, for all of our free content, unfortunately, it doesn't help, even though I wanted it to help. Um, now it's time to do a one-on-one. The only thing I will also suggest is how much are you holding that account, the dog accountable outside the crate? Or if you've often heard me say, what's the rest of the day look like? Mm. Okay. Next. Um, and LOL, I haven't eaten meat since I was five, but went with friends just to help my dog practice behaving in the most difficult situation. Mm. Awesome. Nice. Riley said, hi, Jeff. Hello. Amy, hi. I'm still trying to convince my brother to send their highly reactive shepherd lab mix to you if they can find a foster. He thinks there's no changing him because he's five. I told him oh, he'd be surprised. Break. Five is young. Give me a break. The dog's freaking. If the dog we has a like ten year old. If a dog before. has a pulse, it could change. Mm-hmm. If the dog doesn't have a pulse, you're gonna get the best fucking downstay you've ever gotten in your life. Next. So, this is what I would do. Don't convince your brother. Stop. Yeah. Literally just stop, okay? There's other battles in, the, in life worth, worth fighting for. If, if your brother does not think, if your brother is so ignorant to the fact that the behavior of an animal cannot change at five, there's a massive lack of disconnect. Right? I'm 56 years old. I'm 56 years old. I learn new things and put them into practice on a daily basis. Just saying. Next. And, oh, yes, Andy wore his gold color prong. And when people ask about it, I tell them it's his wrapper chain he wears to dress up for events. Yeah, I'm right, it does. So I throw it, I keep some beats. I would keep some beats. That's what I would do. I would teach a dog like a trick that he knows that he can, like, I don't know, to do something. And I would keep a, uh, some run DMC on your iPhone. And that's the cue for your dog to do something really, really funny. Next. Julie Starnes. I made it. Sending love from Nebraska. Hey, Julie. Love you. Hi, Julie. Julie, check, um, check the Inner Circle um, Google Drive. The Inner Circle is um, something that Joelle can tell about at the end of the show. Mm. Um, check the, thing, the Google Drive. I responded to you. Nancy traveled with my grandson to Alberta. I get, are we there? I get, are we there yet? LOL. Oh, like when she travels with her grandson versus Angelo, who just like talks to everybody. Oh my God. It is incredible. He will literally talk. I mean, it's incredible what he talks about. Yeah. Watch, watch the, the, the video is probably still, is it still on stories? When did I put it up? Now it's probably mm-hmm. gone by now. Yeah. Next. Brian, thank you. As always, I appreciate you and all of your videos. Oh, thank you. Well, Brian, we appreciate you. I appreciate all of you. Sunshine Canine Training, Fried Worms for the win. <laughs> so gross. Yeah, I'm right, Sunshine. Kim said, oh, stop. Thanks, Kim. She's got my bag. 
I know she's talking to you. You're disgusting worms. How do you know she's talking to you? Brian said, thank you. I appreciate your help and your videos. Very helpful. You're welcome. Nancy, how would you handle a jealous five-pound Shih Tzu Chihuahua mix? I need context. Jealous. So jealous is the, is the dog guarding you? Is that what it is? So there's something called Out Away From People. This is a free video. So if you go onto our um, YouTube channel and just put the comment, just type in Out Command. There's one that's titled um, Out Away From People. If that's what we're talking about, if the dog's guarding you, that's how, that's how you fix that. If it's not that, I need some context. Next. Amy said thanks. You're welcome, Amy. Farish said any advice on avoiding litter mate syndrome? Just get one dog. Great advice, Jeff. You won't have littermate syndrome. Okay. Um, this is what I would do. I want you to literally say, right now, my dogs do not have littermate syndrome, and I'm going to train these dogs up to the best of my ability with what I know, what I can afford, and how hard I work. That's what I want you to do. Got it? You can have something that resembles littermate syndrome, which, first of all, what is it? Who defined it? Who gave it a name? Who gave it a title? But you can also have two dogs that are different ages that can probably display the same behaviors that you own. So do a lot of training separately. Create them separate spaces. Don't let them rely on each other. So when one leaves the room, but it's like that with almost all dogs. Right. If they have be- if they have a bestie, like that's just yeah. what they do is pack mentality. So, but, you know, but. But you should still be the leader. Right. But the first answer of just have one dog actually does eliminate it. Mm-hmm. That's what, see, but that's what the, that's what a lot of dog trainers would say. Trainers they would say, say yeah. just get rid of one or dog. If you have an anxious dog, they'd be like, get another dog. Right. Get another dog. Keep, keep a company. company. You and now you have, dogs. now you literally have two anxious dogs. Yeah. Mary said, e-collar is a game changer for my min pin. E-collar is a great tool for all dogs out there. For a lot of people, they're like, oh, some dogs need an e-collar. That's like saying some dogs need to eat. Every dog that is existing in the world today could benefit from e-collar training. That's because it's, and I can replace e-collar training with training. It's just a training tool. That's all it is. It's a communication device. That's all it is. I can whisper, I can shout. I mean, that's all an e-collar is, is a communication tool. It's not this torture device. What I think of is just like, so with my own personal dogs, they were trained. They were very trained. I took them everywhere from a very young age. They were always hiking with me, whatever. But there were times where I'd wonder, or they would, what, 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 yeah, what if, yeah. I don't have that when they have their remotes on. Do I use it? Not really, but at least I know right. you're not going to blow me off. Like, who wants to take their dog right. thinking, like, oh, there might be a chance you'll run away today? Right. Like, so tonight, and um, I'll if you want to watch my stories, in about um, in less than one hour, if you go to my Instagram channel our, on Solid Canine Training, you will see um, girl I don't take on runs anymore. She's just, you know, she's almost 12. Um so um, she just swims and she does other, other stuff. Um, but I'm going to be taking Wes and Tex on a bike ride. And I'll be by myself. And they'll be off leash. 
and we'll probably pass the bike, the bike route that we take, we pass 10 dogs. All of them out of control barking, some of them in the streets, some of them actually chasing us in the streets. And guess what? They'll have remote collars on. Why? Just because what if? They know to stay next to me. They know not to break command. So they heel next to the bike. But what if? What if? I have not used a remote. I shouldn't say that. On the bikes, I've probably had to use a remote once out of 100 bike rides. Mm -hmm. One time. Mm -hmm. For off-leash, I haven't used it yet. Mm-hmm. But what if? And I'm glad because I got... Did you? Did we ever try to make one of them a two-dog and it didn't work? It worked. Did it work? Yeah. When you were gone, I was biking them both on just that remote. Which together. one? Which one? Mine. Okay. Oh, use yours tonight then? Yeah. Okay. Yours is synced up to... Texas dog too. Wes's dog So he's one. red. Oh, good. Next. Um, Nancy said, jealous in the way of pick me up, pick me up. If I... Or pick me, pick me. If I call one dog to me, he'll be first in line. Okay, so what I would do is you can teach the dog the out command, and you actually set it up. You role play it. Call the dog over to you that you want. If the other dog comes over to you, you actually tell it to out, and that's out in the context of get out of here. The video actually shows you how to do that. And that's exactly why we actually made the video for situations just like that. Next. Seven o'clock. That's pretty much it anyway. Mary just said it, it definitely opened up conversation between me and my dog for the better. That's for the it. remote collar. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Made it through all of them. What's Nancy? Yes, I've heard a dog will pick up bad behavior. Oh, from the, liter- from the other one. If you get another dog. You know what? I mean, there's, there's this is the thing. There's so many variables. There's so many variables. Your dog can pick up bad behavior from going to daycare. Your dog can pick up bad behaviors from going anywhere. Put it this way. Angelo goes to camp this year. This is his first time ever going to camp. He's a homeschool kid, so I homeschool him. This is his first time ever going to camp. So it's his first time actually with a bunch of kids. And you know what? He is like, he says to me, I'm so happy I don't go to school, Papa. Because this camp runs it like, like they put it this way. The first day of camp, they kicked out a kid. They kicked out a kid for the whole summer. Literally, you're gone. The first day, which I think our public schools need to do. That's one thing I would talk about on my podcast. What if it give them the parents the problem? They raised them. Mm-hmm. So I think that he, though, overpowers the other children's bad behavior with the way he was raised. He's just like, doesn't associate with these kids or he deals with it, but knows he's not supposed to do it. Why? It's called the power, power of fucking parenting, parenting one-on-one. All right, guys, got to go. We're actually going to get all geared up, settled, uh, settled up, get the bike out, riding the bike tonight. Take care. Good night. Bye-bye.